0: Hey everyone, it's Dario from AfterBuzz TV. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. You know, last month over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar certified dealer network, and TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And third step is simple: just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. I know I had one. Some features are not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. You know, they save time, they save money, and you never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.
1: You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. <laughs> From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Halt and Catch Fire After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Halt and Catch Fire After Show. Hey
2: there, Halt and Catch Fire fans. What's going on? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's recap of Season 1, Episode 3, High Plains Hardware. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, fantastic panel is here. Yael Teagle's here. Hello, everybody. Isaac Johnson is here. Hello, and welcome to the and Kill once, Room. And once again, <laughs> Jesse Klein is here. What up? Yeah, man. So, uh, gang, you know, we're three episodes Episodes into this season, we're starting to see, uh, you know, it start to take shape and where some of these relationships might go. We got uh, a couple of, you know, interesting reveals. We got a scene that, you know, is is definitely very very uh, interesting and 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 is probably Yell's favorite scene uh, of the series what? except for the open shirt scene so far. I
3: don't know if it was my favorite, but mm-hmm. it definitely is in the top five.
2: Yeah, uh, so we're gonna break uh, it all down episodes. for you yep. right now. Uh, before we begin, of course, just gotta mention. Maria Menounos, our founder, and her uh, fantastic book, *The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness*, which is uh, tearing up the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, it's available at bookstores everywhere and on Amazon. Highly recommend you pick it up. You can uh, see how she lost forty pounds and kept it off over the course of her whole career, packed with uh, with exercises, recipes, and personal personal anecdotes from Maria, and lots of great photos. So you should check that out at a retailer near you. Now, folks, I uh, I was frustrated this week. Mostly because I want forward momentum all the time. And this episode was very much about frustration. And it was very much about, you know, staying alive when the odds are darkest. And we have this this uh, this image of this dying bird at the top of the episode. And uh, it kind of weaves its way thematically throughout. Everybody is kind of gasping for life. Um, and, you know, the humane thing to do would be to just kill it. But we don't want these guys to die. We want them to make their computer. So, uh, you know, how do we feel... What do we think about the bird thematically with what's going on? I know it definitely applies to what's going on with Gordon and what's going on with Donna. Does anyone have anything they want to say about I this just, bird?
3: I just wonder if we're going to have to kill an animal every episode for a metaphor.
4: I mean, we
2: are two for free. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. It's a good percentage. Uh, it might be... It might be their relationship and not... Hmm. And not the uh not not the computer business. It the I think the bird might be about the relationship because especially in this in this episode, there was a lot of stress stress on their relationship and you could see that Donna wasn't really happy with what was going on and like kinda had like this opportunity to look at like what her life would be like if her High school friend, if she'd like... Her high school sweetheart, it seemed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah if she'd if she gone a different direction, she'd be going to Rome and Venice and all of that kind of stuff. So it might be their relationship that she's putting a shovel in. All
2: right. Well, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. I want to start by talking about Joe, sure. uh, who, okay. you know... At the top of this, <laughs> at the top of the episode, he is, uh, actively trying to bring venture capital into Cardiff Electric. Uh, he's going behind John's back repeatedly, trying to make the business the way that he sees it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, uh, as Nathan Cardiff puts it later on in the episode at the country club, you know, he was doing the right thing. But John was also doing the right thing. So, you know, he brings this guy in. He's already talked to Nathan about it behind John's back. And uh, he's already got a strategy in place of how, if they did give the money, you know, the management uh, system would would break out, that John would now have to report to some guy named Roger who's going to come out of the blue. And John just isn't having it, not for one cotton pick in (laughs) second.
4: He gives gives like a football speech.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just love how he so beautifully... Uh, used his own folksiness to torpedo this deal, yeah. just to prove yeah. to uh, to Joe, you can't just you know do stuff behind my back. Yeah, com- I will crush you.
5: Completely sandbags him with all of his
2: Texas metaphors. Got a yeah. lot of
5: heart. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, we may not have a business plan or money, or we're going or, door to door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're taking it to county fairs, my mom and pop shops. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how we here in Texas do business. Cause yuck him here, up.
0: My,
5: here's my card <laughs> with my
2: home number. <laughs> mm-hmm. Call me call at the, the ranch. Range anytime <laughs> yeah you know he's he's turning he's turning the uh the new yorker's impression of what texas businessmen must be like uh he's turning it back on the new yorkers turning it back on joe and basically saying look you got into bed with me you're not going to get in bed with anybody else unless i choose him for you because mm-hmm. i'm in charge mm-hmm. have i not said that enough every episode so far this season come on joe um, and of course, Joe's not happy about this one bit. Um, so he uh, he goes to, to lunch at the country club with uh, with Nathan Cardiff and with John. And uh, uh, I, but
4: I think he thought he was just going to have lunch with Cardiff.
2: Yeah, he didn't expect Bosworth yeah. at all. Okay.
4: Yeah, I think I think he thought it was going
2: to be a private meeting between the two of them. I think that's fair. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch that, but now that I think about it, that makes sense. Yeah, when a lot he comes sense. up to
5: the table, he seems pretty surprised that mm-hmm. Bossman yeah. does the two
4: scotches and a white wine. Yeah, yeah. I just guessed.
2: <laughs> oh, chills! I just guessed he'd be into this wine spritzer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh You know, uh, John. I think he's he's very threatened by Joe because Joe. I don't think I don't think enough credit has been given to the fact that Joe basically upended. The direction of everyone at this company's lives. You know, John was pretty secure at the top of this series. He was going to be successful. Mm -hmm. He was going to retire probably in the next 20 years Mm -hmm. with a boatload of money. And there wasn't really a lot of change to be had to this business. And now there's a very good chance that he's going to be destitute in, you know, inside of a year. It's it's a big deal, and I don't think Joe is giving that giving him enough credit for even trying to play ball with him.
5: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Um, I mean, like the what you were saying earlier too about like this episode so, or feeling frustrated with forward momentum, whatever. Mm-hmm. This episode was just about nothing necessarily going forward for the
2: characters. Yeah, it's meant to be frustrating. Yeah, it's meant to be halting, perhaps. Hmm. hmm. Well, it made me want to catch bite. Yeah, did it? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh so, you know, they're they're having this conversation and uh you know, Nathan says once again, you know, John is in charge. Uh we're going to have John put us together with uh Louise Lutherford, who is a, an Lulu. old Yeah, Lulu. an old <laughs> there contact there. of theirs. Uh, who is not the first name in Nathan Cardiff's Rolodex. And she knows it. And she knows mm-hmm. it. She's a smart player. She's mm-hmm. a smart cookie played by Gene Smart. Yeah. Um, oh, come on. Yeah, that's true. Well, right there. Right there. Uh, <laughs> just low hanging fruit. Yeah, it's right there for the picking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I love seeing Gene Smart pop up in anything. Um, you know, I've loved her since, uh, 24 and, and she was in Garden State and all this stuff. Um, 24 being my favorite. But, you know, she, she says, she makes a pretty bold claim. She's like, okay, I'll play ball. I'm interested in your little PC. I'll give you $10 million for 80% of your business. Uh, hell no. Yeah. Okay. That's a crazy, crazy offer. And, you know, Joe immediately shuts down. He doesn't even want to dignify it with a response. He, like, turns away from her. He's so disgusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he says to John, like, for that price, we might as well go to the banks. Like, this is this is insane. Are we really going to do this? And I think John is so desperate to, you know, keep the company afloat that he'll take just about anything. And that's no place to be when you're trying to make a negotiation. I think it
3: also is partially that uh, he, you know, he's now in charge of financial decisions. Mm -hmm. And this was the decision that he wants to make, regardless of if it's a terrible idea. I think part of it is also ego that, like, he's got to prove that he can do this. Hmm. And so he went with this terrible deal.
5: Or maybe that he's not going to be shut out either. Mm-hmm. If Joe comes up with all the good ideas and he gets the venture capital or the money or whatever, you know. Right. Then maybe Bosworth is worried about getting squeezed out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also,
4: he might be just thinking, like, I, I still don't think that he believes in the project itself. No. So mm-hmm. I think he's saying that at least we're going to get a little bit of money out of this before it gets submarined and just dies. So, I think you might be thinking about that as well. It's mm-hmm. like oh, $10 million is better than nothing.
2: Yeah, I like this idea of John being threatened about being squeezed out. You can't have two fearless leaders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? You know, there's 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 a Jobs and a Wozniak. Okay, if we're if we're if we're bringing it back to that, which for some reason tech tech giants always bring it back to, are you a Jobs or a Wozniak? If you watch Silicon Valley, they talked about it a whole bunch. Oh, yeah, really. um, yeah and, we, we haven't gotten a reference though to these two people. They're alive at this point. In history. Yeah, well, yeah, we we, uh, we got reference to Steve oh, the, 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 Jobs, yeah, but, yeah, but not to speech. Wozniak. Um, which.
3: Wozniak was really forgotten
2: a lot. I know, until recently. Yeah. Um, you know, poor Woz. And Gordon <laughs> is so destined to be our Woz here. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into him in a minute. <laughs> so, you know, Louise. Uh, she so knows that she's in the catbird seat that she is in the position of power. Joe is about to make a beeline for the door when dinner is served, and she grabs Joe by the arm and she forces him to sit at this dinner while they're talking about the the first woman NASA has deemed fit to go to space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, she asks Joe, "Oh, how do you feel about it?" And Joe says something that I think is actually very revealing. Yeah. And he's like, "It doesn't. It's a stunt. It doesn't matter. Uh, Russia did it twice." twice. Yeah. twice. You know, and she's like, so you have to be first or nothing at all. Funny, considering that you're cloning an IBM. Right. Um, Which I don't think he sees, I don't think he sees it as cloning an IBM. No, he's trying to make IBM better. Yeah.
4: He's trying to do something Mm -hmm. new and different and exciting.
2: Yeah, I think that this is just getting into the market and giving themselves a place to operate from is his first priority. But
3: it's also that she doesn't understand at all what they're doing. Yeah. Right. So even if he said, no, like, actually, here's what we're doing, she'd be like, uh-huh, cloning an IBM. Like, I understand yeah. that's a computer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's
5: done her own research. She yeah. said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: She knows nothing.
4: Yeah,
2: I love the uh, the, the the quote, wrap um, uh, it in velvet and call it baby blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's she. She doesn't really know the the PC business at all. All she knows is, you know, how do I make my money? You know, I've had all these husbands who've left me all this cash. Yeah. I have ten million dollars to throw around. Mm-hmm. Jesse, Jesse,
4: can you unplug your mic and plug it back in? Yeah, Matt, help him. Yeah, I don't know where that is.
2: Hold on one second. Hello, everyone. Right. Hello. Magic audio fun. Is that better? Or yes. All okay, right, great. perfect. Yeah. Here we go. So, you know, uh, we also have this kind of long-suffering husband of of Louise, Travis. Travis. Who just, like, from the moment we meet him, he just is so, he seems so bored. I,
3: I'm so, is he her husband? He's, he's not her, just a boy toy? He's
2: her husband. He's her husband. He's her husband, I must yeah. have
3: missed that. I thought he was her newest friend. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Third husband. Third, ah, husband. third yeah. husband. My apologies. Very yeah. arm candy Right. She married a younger man, Mm -hmm. give herself, you know, someone to show off and Mm -hmm. to feel better about herself. But he's obviously bored. And Joe picks up on that. Uh, (laughs) He
3: picks up on a lot of things. Yeah.
2: He's he's a magnet for for misery. And, uh, you know, he he really reads this guy. So when Louise sends Travis off to find some brandy to celebrate, well, even before that, he he says to he says to Louise, we're not partnering with you. And she's like, "Come again." And he tears her down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you rent your friends, and any, and you've repelled everyone else. Uh, Make you, everything
5: about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot the other
2: thing. And mediocrity. mediocrity; those are the two yeah. things that cause companies to fail. Mediocrity, mm-hmm. mediocrity, and making everything about you. And you represent both of those things, yeah. so we are not going to partner with you. <laughs> and then Louise immediately shuts him down by turning to John and saying. Uh, so do we have a deal? Like not even not acknowledging it, and uh, and John's like, uh, uh, Barry, draw up the papers. Poor Barry, oh, name Barry. checked. Love yeah, him.
5: he got into this episode. Yeah, yeah love me I some Barry.
2: Him. I know we all yeah. love Barry. Um, and uh, so Joe basically makes a counter offer by seeing an opportunity and uh, finding Travis. And Travis, like, I love this line of. Um, I don't know jack squat about Brandy. Like, ho- I think on some level he hoped that Joe would follow him out. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Like,
2: he kind of says it before he even knows that it's Joe in the room, but I think it's just a hope. And have got some very clear, uh, like, moments where they look at each other mm-hmm. during the dinner. They Sizing just, each other up.
3: Oh, I saw that coming.
2: hmm yeah. hmm Interesting choice of words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, Joe comes up behind him. And he lays a hand on top of his hand, grabs him by the neck, yeah, and kisses him hard
4: by the throat. Yeah, by yeah. the throat. Yeah, and
2: uh, and Travis is way into it. Oh yeah. Now here begs the question: mm-hmm. is is Joe is Joe gay or is he bisexual or is this purely about power? Now, obviously we can't know for sure mm-hmm. at this point because we haven't seen this kind of behavior before, but part of me says that this is 100% a power move and it's not about – in any way about attraction.
4: Yeah. I, th- I think it was a business transaction. Yeah. this all it was. Like he knows that this will get them – like Lulu will drop it if mm-hmm. she realizes that Joe had sex with her husband.
5: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely a power play, and absolutely probably the character moment where, like, the the look that Joe gives her when they come back to the table, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to say it, and he has this, it's maniacal, the look on his face. Yeah. And this is the moment where you know that he's going to do whatever it takes to get what he wants. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, even at the beginning of the episode where it's just Joe standing in his apartment listening to music— and just kind of like staring off into nothing. I was getting a lot of American Psycho vibes from him. It was a beautiful scene. It was. It was really <laughs> creepy. It was yeah. like, wait,
5: wait, why was it a beautiful scene? I don't wasn't understand. A shirt. It was yeah, hashtag cool. scar chest. I don't yeah. think he's wearing clothes at all. To me, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be he, watching. He could have been
4: completely naked, but it was really creepy. Like it was just him like standing, staring. His intensity, at nothing, yeah. Uh, as like music is blasting at him, and I, I get a, I get a very like American Psycho vibe from him.
5: Absolutely. Well, in, um, in last episode, um, uh, Gordon says to him, I think you're one of those guys that reads Catcher in the Rye too many times mm-hmm. and then goes off
2: and shoots a beetle. Gordon, at that point, is telling you, you're crazy. Interesting. You know, yeah. Do we think – let's just put it on the table. Do we think that Joe McMillan is capable of murder?
3: I do not. I think, honestly, that this the, the scene we saw with Travis, the scene at the beginning, the beautiful shirtless, possibly naked one, I think <laughs> – uh, joe is i wouldn't say evil or or capable of murder but i do believe that he is um smart and manipulative and knows how to do what he needs to do
2: and highly highly driven
3: yeah Yeah. and i think that that scene i personally took it as him really thinking about the whole picture just standing there with the music and just clearing his head to think about the whole picture and knowing that he needs to do what needs to get done which is where how we ended up with travis He's
4: got do, do, I think, do I think Joe will murder anyone? No, but if he did, I wouldn't be terribly surprised.
2: Hmm. You think he could be pushed to that place if it meant his own survival?
4: I think he'd wipe that armadillo right off the front of his <laughs> porch and keep going.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, he's got yeah. a win-at-all-costs
5: kind of thing. I don't know about murder. That Maybe, I that's, if he has maybe a, that's drastic. I don't know if he has a code, but i got to imagine maybe that's off the table. But okay. How far he's pushed. I mean, he's pushed
2: really hard in this situation that he doesn't want with Louise. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that the show would go there, but I would say, yes, he would kill someone. I think yeah. you'd
3: beat the snot ever-living out snot of some, out of someone.
2: But I could see that. not murder them. Okay. Maybe not with a gun. Yeah, but you know but
3: i could see him getting violent
2: if it came between him and his success i feel like he'd do whatever it took and that's Ew. that it's included in the whatever but i love this look that he throws louise when mm-hmm. he sits down all yeah when uh, and i'm uh, part of me thinks that not only that, he's the one who chose the port that Travis brings. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the
4: most expensive mm-hmm. one. Yeah,
2: yeah, we decided
5: yeah. on a port.
2: Yeah, we decided on a port. We. The 1912. Yeah. Uh, and then he just gives her this look of, like, you want to F me? F you. No, it, F, yeah. F Travis. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. I'm want
4: F Travis. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, we have this hard cut to outside as mm-hmm. John's going off. Like, I can't believe she had us right where she wanted us, and then she just kicks us out. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you did. What did you do? And Jill looks up at the house, and then Travis has this, like, <laughs> take <laughs> me with
4: you look. Like the saddest look yeah. ever. Like,
2: oh, just a waiting. Rain coming yeah.
4: down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> poor Travis.
2: <pain> I won't, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if any of you know, there's, like, a meme photo of... Of, uh, of David Tennant, who played Doctor Who, in the rain, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just raining, and I just want someone to overlay that rain over that image of Travis, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, it, it was just so beautiful. Um, <laughs> and you know, John's like, "What did you do?" And Joe just gets in his car, and he's like, "I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Here's what we need to do. We need to fund." We need to, you know, crush our, our window from six months down to three, mm. which is insane, insane considering how, how long it's taking Cameron to build this BIOS, to write mm. this BIOS. We need to crush it down to three months, build a prototype ourselves, and then when we have leverage, go to VC, uh, which, you know, makes sense but is really pushing them to the barest limit. He's really offering zero security. This is the riskiest possible avenue to take. Um, so you know we'll we'll see how that's how that's going to come together.
3: I think that's their only option at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh
5: they And certainly burn that other bridge with her. I mean, maybe they've got another like Rolodex of. By the way, Rolodex. I was like, what the heck? Oh yeah, Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Another Rolodex <laughs> full of people to go to. But right. she also says that she knows she's not the first name in the Rolodex. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. might have exhausted most of their options at yeah. this point. Yeah, it's possible.
2: Um, at the end of the episode, uh, Cameron comes to him, um, we'll we'll get more into her in the moment. Uh, but you know, she, she had called his office earlier and he's just kind of checking in cause you know, you're a talented coder, but you're also right now, you're a bottleneck. You're preventing us from moving forward at the pace that we need to move. Um, and she comes to him basically saying, I'm stuck. And then she takes her shirt off in a way that basically says now unstick me. <laughs> um, you know, they have all this kind of unspoken tension between the two of them and i'm waiting for i know they're both kind of so immature emotionally that i honestly don't know who would be the first to address it in a mature fashion and say either a we can't do this or b you know what is this thing that we're doing
3: i'm amused that you think that, that someone's going to approach it in a ma- mature fashion i think someone is going to bring it up i think it's going to be joan i think it's going to be in a really immature fashion sure I'm, okay, I don't think a mature discussion will ever come out of that
2: door. Fair enough. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit more about John in Cameron's story in a second. I just want to talk really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much for watching the show, downloading, listening, streaming. You're all the best. Uh, we here at After Buzz TV, we put out uh, how many hours of content a week? Uh, between, 60. Si- between 60 and 70. Yes. And they're all free. Uh, it's, it's all no cost to you. It's all available on iTunes, on YouTube, on the Stitcher. And we, we deeply appreciate your support. How can you help us out in exchange for all this wonderful free content? I'll tell you. You go to iTunes, you rate and review the shows that you watch or you listen to. It takes a second, doesn't cost you a dime, and it helps us immeasurably in terms of getting sponsors, in terms of attracting guests to the show. Um, and, uh, you know, it only, it's, it's the easiest thing to do. And, You get a great shout out right here on the show. Uh, Shout it out, man. Yes. So we have a review from uh, Strike It Rich. Uh, five oh. five star review, which we we deeply appreciate. As many stars yeah. as you can have. That's true. Uh, glad to see AfterBuzz picked this show up so quickly. So far, so good. I'm glad that we haven't disappointed you yet. <laughs> uh, IBM want, sure wanted to bring Joe home. Wonder if he's supposed to be related to the founding Watson family. If not, he's the new Dick Whitman, a reference to uh, mm-hmm. to Mad Men. Yeah. And uh, you know, Don Draper had this uh, previous life where he was Dick Whitman. He took someone else's identity. Mm. So you know, it's Entirely possible. No one really knows anything about Joe McMillan other than, you know, name and a face and a Porsche.
4: And he worked at IBM. And he worked at IBM. And his dad works at IBM. Yeah. And is big in IBM. So So, he he could be onto something.
2: Yeah, it's it's entirely possible. I like this idea that Joe McMillan may be an assumed name um, and that he may be someone else entirely. Mm. Though I imagine if he was, why wouldn't IBM say that uh, when they were trying to basically talk him out of it? mm -hmm. Yeah. And why does he call him Joe?
4: Maybe he goes by his mom's name.
2: It's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But definitely something to explore. So thank you for your comment. Uh, You can also comment on YouTube. Uh, I apologize. I don't have that up with me right now. We did receive a couple comments this week. So thank you for Uh, reaching out to us there. One of them was from me. I did see that. So uh thank you to Isaac Johnson. Thank you so much. Yeah. I
5: said this is a great show. <laughs> the uh the black fellow pretty pretty handsome. I think it was something like that. Okay. But I can't well, remember what I read. Only
2: the folks on YouTube are aware of your your handsomeness. Yes. So uh Never. for those of you who are listening, Isaac's pretty handsome. He's a handsome guy. I'm
5: more handsome than Someone more handsome than me, I guess. I don't know.
4: <laughs> on a scale of Barry to Joe, you're closer to Joe than Barry. Wow, yeah. <laughs>
5: that's that is a compliment. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. On a scale from Barry to Joe, yeah, you're definitely I'm somewhere in the middle there. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe without the scars. though. Yeah, maybe,
2: a maybe, uh, maybe a, a Brian without a mustache and some abs. Well, Brian
5: has also <laughs> got a bit of a, of a McConaughey going on there. If anyone caught that, <laughs> a little so, bit. Yeah. Uh, right. I'll
2: take like a Brian. All right. You know. All right. Uh, we'll talk about Brian and. A bit, I want to talk about Cameron first. Mm-hmm. Um, who is, she is incredibly frustrated. Uh, stuck, stuck. She's been attacking this bios for a solid week, living at the office. Confirmed this week, yes, thank um, you. Yes, because Con- what
5: is she doing with these paychecks?
2: Well, $40,000. Well, she t- we
5: saw her first paycheck. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, her first okay. paycheck was for just under, just under 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. It was for like 392 bucks.
3: 382 and 67 cents. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, yes, wow.
2: attention to details. To the, be exact. It's the key to podcasting.
4: She's also going through the entire orange soda supply. <laughs> yeah. <of Texas. laughs> yeah. 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 She has
2: a lot of orange drink, a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's listening to all that fabulous punk rock. And a lot of punk rock. yeah, um, she's grinding her pencils down to nothing. You know, uh, Gordon has to fire all these employees and she makes she takes no time in just completely raiding the office for supplies and for bowling shoes. Mm-hmm. It's Randy, um, Randy's shoes. I yeah. Mean. Poor Randy, man. Yeah. He, he was probably going to take those with him. OK, I would assume yeah, so
3: because he's a.
2: But Bowler. he's, he's weak enough that he doesn't just snatch him out of her hand. He's just like, oh, okay.
4: Yeah, I don't, don't get do how your bowling education. shoes are part of your, like, property at work. <laughs>
2: well,
4: there's a well, company
2: yeah. bowling team, I,
4: think.
3: I guess. Company bowling
2: team, or, you know, if he goes to bowling, uh, he goes to bowling practice from mm-hmm. the bowling team right after work, he doesn't have to go home to change the shoes. He just keeps him in the desk.
4: So she just legitimately stole his she shoes. Is yes. She is a thief.
2: She is a thief.
3: Yeah, but you don't, you don't take your shoes back from an edgy girl. No. Yeah, you do.
5: God, she's so edgy. It so was, edgy. She it was, was th- a th- tough we, day for Randy. We, we thought yeah. she
3: was edgy. We met some edgy street kids. That's true. Oh,
2: oh, my edgier. Goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, after after just being completely demoralized by not being able to get anything done... uh. She also I think she has her encounters with John first before she goes on her little she adventure, does. right? She calls mm-hmm. Joe first out of anything. Right. She calls Joe. Calls and hangs up. Yeah. Debbie <laughs> picks up and uh and she immediately changes her mind and hangs up. Yeah, Debbie's like, Cameron? And boom, hang up. No, I can't talk to Joe. I can't I can't bring I think, myself to do it. I think she was calling for a booty call. I think so, because she's so frustrated, Mm -hmm. and she hates that that she wants the booty call. She hates that she wants the booty.
3: That's how she clears her mind.
2: Yeah, we've established that. We've established a pattern of behavior, true.
3: And it's a great way to clear your mind.
2: (laughs) Okay, yeah, but from Joe, from your boss, who we've established is a, a sociopathic dick. You're kind of a monster.
3: A manipulative, handsome man.
5: He is good-looking, but he's got some sociopathic
2: Yeah, tendencies. okay.
3: I'll yeah. allow it.
2: Did you, just, did you not just watch him bang Travis just to just to move ahead in life? I don't know if that's the kind of person that you want to be, you know, unsticking you when you're stuck. Okay? It's <laughs> not right. appropriate, especially when you work for him. It's not great. Uh, he's also shown <laughs> just a, a constant pattern of, of lack of respect towards her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's definitely... It's not the easiest thing to ask for, so uh, you know she f- finally she sees her first paycheck and she gets excited. Uh, well, before that, we so we have this scene with her and John Bosworth, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to understand uh, computer language and the PC business because he's now he's now running a PC business whether he wants to or not, and uh, it is it is giving him a heck of a time <laughs> trying to figure this out. Um, it's not his deal. And, uh, you know, she comes to his office in the middle of the night after dancing through this empty office, um, yeah. and, uh, as one does. yeah, and she's rooting <laughs> through his desk, looking for stuff to pilfer when, uh, he makes her aware that he's in, in the office and she tries to play it off. And, uh, he's like, you know, you know, you can work here as late as you like, but you can't live here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a nice little blow to, uh, not just to her already wavering self-esteem, but to just all the effort that she's putting into it is like, I got another thing I have to worry about. crap. Um, I think he's genuinely worried though yeah, yeah. I like this concern. I like these scenes between the two of them First It's um,
5: the, well the first yeah. like real one just, just them. between the two right. of them. Yeah. yeah, you don't
4: see them together right but now, he also
2: so. treats her with more respect than either Gordon or Joe, yeah, yeah. Well because
3: they know he knows how to talk to an employee in a polite, respectful, mature way. Joe, I think, has never really had. People under him, I think, and mm-hmm. I, I think Gordon the same. Except so for Travis.
5: Yeah, he's had a <laughs> yeah. few people under
2: him. Though. Yeah.
3: I meant in a business sense. Oh, okay.
2: I think that was, that was all business. business. Yeah, yeah, it was one business. business transaction. you know what yeah. I meant, guys. Some serious business. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going
3: to be no. honest who said that Travis was under him?
2: That's a fair point. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> Think. we don't, we don't know. know either way Travis looked very refreshed yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so we don't know who was under who but in any case <laughs> have Cameron, Travis write the bios. <laughs> Cameron <laughs> oh, yeah. finds her first paycheck and she realizes how much she's making and mm-hmm. for the first time potentially in her life it seems she Got has money, money. yeah, yeah. So she goes out and she buys a boatload of snacks. Mm-hmm. Twinkies. Twinkies. Twinkies and less
5: potato chips. More orange soda, perhaps. Lots oh. of
2: orange soda. That's what's got to be in the cup, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the OS <laughs> in BIOS is orange soda. <laughs> soda. Yeah. Yes. Um, wow. Big ingredient, orange soda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, she's uh, about to go back to the office, I assume, with her snacks mm-hmm. when she runs into some young Texas street toughs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the um, punk
5: scene is hardcore in Texas. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and uh, they're gonna go up to, you know, the yuppie part of the city and tag tag it like crazy at night. But until then, they're just gonna thrash and drink some vodka, but they're short on vodka. Do so you they're just thrashing? Yeah, so they're just yeah. thrashing. So Can you thrash. fuel our thrash? With some vodka, uh, you know, girl who looks like us but is a corporate stooge and has the money. She's and a
3: sellout. She's a yeah. sellout because she has a job. No, I yeah,
2: I find it hard to see
5: the guy with the like Ajax. Well, yeah, Ajax with with the perm perm mohawk
0: throwing anybody perm
5: mohawk perm mohawk perm yeah. mohawk. Yeah. Talking yeah. about how he's never going to get a job.
0: Yeah.
2: Is, <laughs> he is going to die of a heroin overdose. is, some, is what's going to happen. Or some sort
5: of chemical overdose in his hair, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's got that perm going on. From what I know of punks, that guy's
4: dad is super wealthy and he's going to college <laughs> next year. Right. right. Like, this is, he's like, yeah, I'm never going to get a job. That guy now works in, like, a corporation or something. Like right. right. His dad yeah. does work for a computer company. His dad does something. work for a computer, yeah. computer he does company. Does
3: software yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
4: whatever he's, whatever he's probably one of the people that got fired
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he's probably be. Randy oh my god that's uh, Randy no, no, we kid. saw Randy okay. we saw Randy was <laughs> um, so or no Randy would be his dad <laughs> yeah Randy's a, the, the oh okay, Ajax okay yeah his Randy's dad is child. Randy yeah. right
3: do you think Ajax is his real name
4: or his like street name
3: it's, a
5: street it's a street 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 yes. well, his street name. Do punks get get street name? Well, because his other names. friend
2: we find out is Grimace. That's yeah, Grimace.
4: Yeah. Well, you might work for McDonald's.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Cameron, whether it's out of frustration or to prove that she's not a sellout, she goes and hangs out with the punks in this hotel room uh, while they're thrashing. And, you know, she tries to feign a good time. She's, like, kind of dancing a little bit, but she knows that... Like what am I doing here? It you know, I don't like belong here. She
3: paid for that hotel room. Yeah, oh, Oh, one
2: hundred percent. She did. They didn't Just have money. Well, the sure. the song choice was uh, was like uh, "I've Got Your Money." Right. Uh, was yeah. the name of the song. So it was very yeah. much she funded this whole thing and was money. regretting it. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Ajax is heating up a ballpoint pen so that he can do a little tattooing, mm-hmm. and, and really he tattoos work. her up with the Black Flag logo. Yeah. Uh, Henry
5: Rollins probably really proud if he saw this episode. Right. Sure. Really nice.
2: Yeah, um, I do have
5: a question. Yeah, Cameron, is she a poser at this point? Because she does look very edgy. She wears her high-waisted military mm-hmm. bands and whatnot, but she's pretty uncomfortable with them in the alley, and she's definitely uncomfortable at this party. Yeah, is she? Is she maybe is she trying? Is she tougher, or is she not as tough as she looks?
3: I think it's that she's older than them. Because she's okay. uh, she was about to graduate from college, right. yeah, and they couldn't even buy booze. I'm assuming not just because of the money.
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's
3: possible that they were still in high school,
2: okay. I think that that's a possibility, but I do like that you're raising this point, Isaac, because we still don't know anything about her background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's entirely possible that she was uh in her own way, a teenage runaway, like these misfits, but she had the smarts to, you know, uh, pay her way to get into college to do something that was dynamic, that was going to lead to a good job. It's entirely possible that she ran away from home because she has abusive parents. We don't really we don't quite know. She could also come from a yuppie background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, she did spend a lot of her time in college
4: playing centipede. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and showing up late for class. So, you know... she was bored,
5: though. Yeah. yeah. That's why.
2: But I don't think that, you know, just because she doesn't like being a part of the society that she's surrounded with, doesn't mean necessarily that she's a, you know, screw everything, I don't care Mm -hmm. individual. She obviously cares about her future and the future of America, the future of computing, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. uh, So I, I feel like she was looking for a little rebellion because she's got nothing better to do, and she found it lacking, in yeah. Meaning,
5: Yeah, I wondered if also she's maybe a little stuck in between at this point. Now mm-hmm. that she does have the corporate job, mm-hmm. she, you know, she's somewhere in between not wanting to be there but being there. And then right. also
2: with, you know, the, the, the real punks in, in Texas. Well, we saw that, her kind of raging against that last week when she was shopping for clothes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. The fact is she is now, she is no longer in their world. And not only can she not hang with them, she wouldn't want to because they're losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like she realizes, why on earth am I getting a tattoo from a complete stranger that I met on the street about an hour ago? This is stupid. Yeah, it looked like it was going to get infected. But yeah, it but it will. it gave her kind of a burst of inspiration, <laughs> um, or perhaps desperation. In Most, real, probably more that. Right. Yeah. Um, and she starts scribbling out code on the mirror in lipstick. And ultimately, it's just not working. It's not working. But she realizes what the problem is. It's that, you know, she needs something that's uh, a lot shorter than the code that she's been writing, but it will still be able to grab all of the necessary addresses to boot up the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at this point, it seems impossible. Um, so when she goes back to Joe for, dare we say again, unsticking, um, you know, <laughs> we dare, yeah, we dare, <laughs> you know, she's like she's this close. She knows now what the what the solution is going to be. Mm-hmm. She just has to figure out, you know, how to get to it, which is way further along than she was at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So that's great. Um, yeah, I like that she
5: admits that she's stuck. Yeah, and yeah she finally and to Joe, the person's begin giving her the
2: hardest time. Yeah. yeah it's it's an important moment for her. Um, and uh, to me it says that you know not only are these two gonna get closer, but that she, the wall is starting to come down and she's gonna learn to trust her coworkers more because mm-hmm. now she knows this Hopefully. is the world that she belongs to. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Gordon uh, is is dealing with first of all this dead bird in his front yard, and he's staring at it, and I feel like he sees a lot of himself in this bird, and, and of his dream. You know, yeah. he, finally, his life had been kind of kick-started back into gear. It was finally going to be what he wanted it to be, and by the end of this episode, we saw him in the place that he was in, in the pilot. Back staring into space, mm-hmm. in, the, in the kitchen, not being a partner, drinking.
5: Drinking a beer.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, not yet. He drinks the beer later, but yeah. Right. Um... So I'm worried, about, I'm worried about Gordon for several reasons, and we're going to get into all of them. So he goes, uh, you know, Brian offers to give him a ride to work. Mr. Powell. Yeah. And, you know, part of me wonders that if Brian, the, first of all, I think this was a calculated maneuver because yeah. he knows that layoffs are coming. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if Brian mm. wasn't his ride, he would have fired Brian that morning. I think so as well. Because Brian is, he's a naysayer. And Big he time. doesn't know his place, and Big he's time. kind of useless. All he knows how to do is say no.
4: Yeah, I don't think he's a microprocessing person like Gordon had
2: said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he, he kept him on staff because he's a neighbor, because he's a friend, because their families are close. Yeah.
3: I think until the uh, accident, I think he didn't realize how much of a naysayer Brian was and how useless he was. I feel like he saw him and was like, oh, well cuz when they were having the discussion about the um the layered array mm-hmm. and Brian was like you know here's why you can't do it he said it in such a like understandable like realistic like here are real reasons yeah as opposed to like that's not going to work that's dumb
2: right he's um, like it's a brilliant idea it's a game changer pal But, you know, these people probably aren't going to be happy if we if we try to do it. So, you know, you know, why don't we I'll tell Joe or like we could tell him together, you know, yeah, we'll tag team it. Let him know that, you know, this computer that he wants to build isn't possible when this isn't the computer that Joe wants to build. This is the computer that Gordon wants to build, Mm -hmm. you know, and Gordon, I think, loses sight of that in in this sort of in the fear that we won't have the money to make it happen. Yeah, he lets
5: um, himself completely be talked into it. I mean Brian just undermines him the mm-hmm. the whole way through, like even from like the bird and all yeah. that stuff. You know. Pow. Yeah.
2: You know. Yeah. I
3: think I think Brian is just the vocalization of all of Gordon's doubts. Mm-hmm. Everything that Gordon is thinking, but is like, oh, maybe I can push these doubts away. Brian is like, actually, here's why you should listen to your doubts. Right, you're wrong.
2: He's sucking him back into his numbness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and when uh, when Gordon gets to the office, he's trying to fire Randy, um, mm-hmm. and not successfully. not successfully. You're
5: a beautiful snowflake, yeah. and, it's like yeah. and you're so unique. And trying to
2: harvest the crops, right? And mm-hmm. Randy's just yeah. kind of listening. He doesn't get it. Uh When another guy bursts through the door and is like, listen, I'll wait in line for a beer, I'll wait in line uh, for the rodeo, I don't remember exactly what he says, but I will not wait in line to be fired. Here's my reference letter, sign it. And Randy's like, we're being fired? Yeah. Poor, oh, Randy. poor Randy. Poor Randy. Yeah. get it. Should have nope. put Randy in the back of the line, he would have not caught on. Yeah. He'd been like, Boy, these meetings sure are taking a long time. And everyone leaves real sad. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's how it'll happen for me. Not for good old Randy. Not for good old Randy. <laughs> you know what? Father when I go Ajax. home yeah, when I go home tonight, I'm gonna buy my wife a bouquet of roses and okay. I'm gonna tell my son that I love him <laughs> and that nothing will ever change the successful track that our lives are on. <laughs> Not so. Yeah. yeah. So um, sad for
5: Randy. Even when his shoes are being taken, could you at least wait till I leave? hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah,
2: thank you for these. Yeah. Um, you're right. This is, this is a waffle weave shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, it's a cardigan. No, thank you. Yeah. So uh, Gordon presents his his new team to Joe and John, and Joe tells them what they're going to be building, and they're all like, "What? This is impossible." Yeah. Um. And you know, a laptop. Right. Joe's come up with the
4: idea for a laptop.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's it. They're pretty. They're still pretty far away from it being you know really feasible for something you know that everyone's going to want to carry around. But... He makes the point, you know, via video video game consoles, which are microcomputers, people Mm. want computers in their home. They want them in the home. You're going to make it, you know, and don't be naysayers. So now it's Gordon's, uh, it's Gordon's task to figure out how to make this thing possible. And
4: apparently in that speech, Joe talks about how there are computers that people make to be portable, but they're all like 35 pounds. Mm -hmm. It's like, those are luggable. Yeah. Like, that's something you lug around. That's not something that you would take with you all the time. It's something like once a week you'd take take it to work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he wants to make it under 15 yeah that is yeah yeah 15 pounds so heavy yeah. So heavy for a <laughs> right, computer. Right
5: before though, he makes his point by tossing. Was that a computer that he tossed? Yeah, the yeah, thing? yeah. He trashed. He trashed a so very close. small part of a room. So close. <laughs> so Come close on. to yeah. a whole room.
2: Yeah. Just,
3: but just, we did get a dead animal. So we did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that that kind of makes up yeah. for the lack of room smashing. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Kicks he kicks it. He yeah. he knocks that thing over That's and, not and kicks cool. it to the side. Um, so you know, Gordon and the gang they label this room the kill room, and they're Love all it. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're cool. Um, and he's trying to figure out how on earth are we supposed to fit all these chips in if we're getting rid of the heat sink uh, without overloading or overheating the computer, giving room for this monitor. I don't know. It's an almost an unsolvable problem. So he takes his work home with him and he does something – very curious. It's not just that he asks his wife for help. It's the way that he does it. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. working on her own stuff for work. You know, she's got a deadline. There's an issue with the keyboard for one of the, uh, one of the products at TI and mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out how to fix it. And he just kind of is like, you know, honey, would you mind, would you mind looking at? And then, you know, when she gets into it, he just kind of lets her take it. And I'm wondering if his original computer that crapped out if she had a major hand in developing it, too, because he takes he takes her idea yeah. to, to layer the processors mm-hmm. and then presents it as his own. And I doubt that this is the first time this has happened.
5: Yeah. He very much baits her into it. You know, yeah. she and then she I think this is a pattern between these two. He you know, she's got something going on and he'll kind of ask for it and then. She'll completely put down what she's doing to take care of his thing. I think
2: it's it's a pattern. Yeah, Yeah.
3: he's kind of super selfish.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's very selfish, and really he only sees his own personal success. And I don't think that he sees it as a problem to take – her ideas no. mm-hmm. even though she is just as talented if not a more talented engineer than he is
3: it seems that she might be
2: more talented Maybe. I think that that's so I think that she's very much not just the woman behind the man but that he's well, while not a fraud mm-hmm. he's, he isn't nearly as visionary as Joe expects him to be
5: she looked at it for like 10
2: seconds and came up with that idea Yeah, yeah. an idea that no one else has ever considered before. none of the guys in the kill room thought of this idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no um and uh it, it could very well save his ass. And so he presents it as this layered array that he <laughs> came up with in his kitchen mm-hmm. and the guys are all super jazzed on it. What? And Randy once again is like, you know, I don't I don't expect Intel or a, a, you know AMD to reroute their entire supply line just so that we can have a different thing. We gotta be the same as everybody else. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Come on, Brian. Wait, so Brian you're, you're on this
3: team to make something completely new, but to do that, we need to be the same as yeah, everyone exactly. else? Yeah.
2: Exactly. We need to be the same as everybody else. Look at my mustache, pal, donuts. Don't you want to? Okay. Mustache. You know, yeah. There's no time to take that take that bird to the veterinarian, okay? We can't stop there on the way to work. You know, that would be revolutionary. We can't do that. <laughs> You know, let's just tell Joe that this isn't going to work out, maybe hire some of the guys back, we start making software again, and everything's fine. Wait, Brian, are you saying that no one has ever gone to a vet before they go to work? <laughs> no one has ever done that before. I don't want you to be the first one and find out that veterinarians aren't open before 12 p.m., okay? <laughs>
5: It's a good point. It's, it's a, good a very point. good point. I can't, it's like, Brian that. is like in the room with us every 10 seconds.
2: <laughs> Unfallible <laughs> yeah. logic yeah. from Brian. <laughs> Brian's really good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just dragging Gordon even further back into his numbness. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was
5: a super disappointing moment for Brian to take that idea. And I call it a layered array. Is mm-hmm. that what you call it? Where'd you get Oh, I found it in my kitchen. Like, Give her some credit, man. Seriously, as I as I can speak, um, welcome back to Married Man Corner. By the
0: way.
5: Uh, if I can speak on this, you would never take your wife's idea. This is this is terrible. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible thing to do, Gordon. I'm not sure what you're thinking. At some point, it will come back to bite you. Or maybe you should just hire your wife. No. Married Man Corner. Now
4: what? Now what would a wife do if she found out that? That you had taken her idea and taken taken.
5: I can only speak to what my wife would do, and uh, that's not rated for the show. I don't think. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, oh wow! No, I'm just kidding. Sexy. She's, she's <laughs> a lovely. Well, I would never do it, so I'm never gonna so find out know. what that is. You if you're know. watching, honey, I would never steal your idea.
2: Anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, Gordon is obviously not in a great place, and and Brian is just blathering on. He's telling this story about playing cards, and... uh, He's like basically like what you're going to you're going to play the spade? What are you a redskins fan? Haha, <laughs> I'm yeah. hilarious. Is that, was that a slightly racist joke from Brian? There? Potentially, Maybe. potentially racist him. or I mean we don't know uh, how were the redskins doing in 1983. I don't think that he's talking about the actual team. I think he's making
5: like a I think it's like an Indian or like you know like back in those days was fine. Like okay. Redskins
2: wasn't a big deal. Like, I'm wondering if maybe they just weren't a good little, team. Little vibe, but there, the entirely valid. It it is Texas. In any case, their gremlin is wham slammed by another vehicle, and you know he immediately starts na- blaming other people instead of saying I should have been watching. He's like they, I told, I said that they should cut those branches mm-hmm. and they didn't, and that's why. And you know Gordon finally kind of like sucks it up and realizes that he's in charge and he's like Brian you're fired
4: <laughs> i hate and, you and then walks away yeah. and then
2: walks away walks all the way home he's just like wow i i hate you yeah i <laughs> you think he suck. knew
5: he knew he had to do it he just you're fired Well, oh, you're fired mm-hmm. and then leaves his car His, his poor gremlin that got didn't get too smashed up though no
2: nah. they nah. made they built him to last back then not gremlins. <laughs> not gremlins. Yeah, not not gremlins. specifically, because yeah. they would a, light themselves on fire. It's a dangerous car to be I mean, in. You can't feed
5: them water after a certain hour. Oh, uh, midnight. <laughs> uh,
2: that's, uh, I get it, because uh, of the Joe Dante film. Um... <laughs> Also, just want a quick shout-out to the director this week, Karen Kusama, uh, who, uh, among other things, directed uh, the movies Eon Flux and Jennifer's Body. Um, Great to see a a lady director on the show. Very excited about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely brought some great visual flair uh, to this episode. And, you know, so Gordon gets home, and he hears the bird a chirp, chirp, chirping out in the front. We thought that it was dead, but it ain't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's still alive. And there's an electronic headstone somewhere. Yeah, for name for Bowser, the name of the bird, Mm. and uh, perhaps a little prescient. uh, You know, Mario Brothers isn't that far off. Mm -mm. Maybe maybe they help invent it. No, that's because it happened in Japan. But we, it's Bowser, and we get a reference to the Japanese, and it was built to the, by the Japanese. Yeah, so I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to maintain that that's a valid, they a don't valid sleep, reference. I believe the moms. Yeah, the Japanese don't sleep, according oh, yeah, to Donna's the mom, mom. Yeah, Annette Donna's o, mom visits. Annette
5: O'Toole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Martha Kent, or at least that's yeah. who she is to me. Or yeah. if you count Superman 3, that did not happen, but if you did see a movie that didn't happen, she's
2: in that movie, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Great to see her. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Donna has this scene. Um, she has this scene at work with Hunt, who's her boss, oh. and mm-hmm. her. Uh, it seems her former like high school sweetheart, um, or mm-hmm. maybe just you know the guy that she may have turned maybe turned down in the past or just never took a chance on, or something like that. And he's now living this, you know, fast-paced executive life, hopping all over the world with Martine, his Canadian wife. She's foreign. 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 (laughs) Yeah. How exotic. Yeah, he's going to bring her to the 4th of July. She better light something on fire like the rest of us and wave a flag, you know. Um, She's a guest of this country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We also get a sense of what uh what Donna's parents do and where their money comes from they have a catalog business they yeah. sell things through a catalog um, and uh apparently they're very very successful but there's still tension between Gordon and Donna's parents over uh you know backing out and funding their computer um, right, right. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm sure that that's going to continue to be a sticking point for both of them. Yeah,
4: and the mom says that she likes Gordon and loves him, but then continues to like plant a seed in Donna's brain about like, wow. Hunt going all over
2: the place and going to Italy and Rome. Wouldn't that be something? That be Can you something? imagine? Can you, you imagine? Because <laughs> that could have been you. Yeah. I hate your choices. <laughs> I hate yeah. Gordon. Mm-hmm. Even though
3: I love him, but I but,
2: hate him. But let's, mm-hmm. let's think about what it would be like.
5: Yeah, <laughs> There's definitely... I, I think that Hunt and her had something going on. Had a thing. Yeah, they had a thing, um because what was the line he says something about like oh you knew you were just in marching band biding your time waiting for yeah. something better to come along mm-hmm. i think there's something better that came along
2: was gordon was gordon interesting interesting cool. thought i'm into that that's cool um you know so when when gordon gets home uh donna's like you know the humane thing would be to kill it could you just and he's just like i've had i think you can tell i've had a day i'm bleeding so I'm gonna take my shoes off, kiss the girls, and then wash up.
3: Which is the wrong order to yeah, do, yeah? That yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wash should up. wash up before you go near your daughters covered in blood,
2: <sighs> sweetheart. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a kiss. Daddy,
3: <laughs> what happened to your face? Yeah.
2: Doesn't matter. Go to bed.
3: Now I'm going to wash up. Yeah.
4: Nothing Nothing is uh, more, uh, a better way to wake up than to wake up to your father with a bloody face <laughs> kissing you. In the middle of the night. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Exactly. After he's back on the sauce, as we see yeah. in the window. Mm-hmm.
2: Back on the beer. No mm-hmm. more Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Just what the not doctor ordered. Oh, right.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Donna has to grab a shovel, High Plains Hardware shovel. There you go. And uh, she goes out to the yard. She sees that he's drinking, and she slams this. She, she well, at first she like goes if to so. pick it up and like is like, I want to do this humanely. I hate that I have mm-hmm. to do this. Maybe there's something I can do to save it. It's covered in ants. It's covered in ants. Mm-hmm. Slam it with the shovel. Do you think that this perhaps is signifying that she's done with their marriage? That she knows that he's not that he's not going to change. He's going back to his old ways. And that you know maybe it's time to think about moving on,
4: I think she's beginning to see the ants, yeah, like I think i I think it's uh you know she's seen that there are other possibilities, although I mean in the previews it looks like they're still she's still around and they're still together. in the picture yeah and at work, I,
3: I took it as a different uh route that she's done uh putting up with his b s and she is going to Say something, do something, and put him in his place. Good.
5: She, yeah, the way she hit
3: the bird was yeah. like I'm I'm done playing nice. I'm done being like, Okay, you you go take off your shoes and, mm-hmm. and kiss the girls and wash your face. It's it's a no, I said take care of the bird. Pow! Mm-hmm. yeah
5: She's That's definitely willing to do the dirty work in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd really like that about the episode that we found out more about Donna. Yeah. Her working relationship. How there's probably a lot of frustration there because maybe she's more equipped for
2: the job than Hunt. Is. Yeah. She's well she's more talented mm-hmm. than perhaps, you know, probably even Gordon. Yeah, it seems that way. She's talented but no one's going to pay, give her the time of day. I think it's why Cameron felt like such a threat and why he didn't want to tell her about Cameron last episode perhaps because, you know, she is better than people will ever pay her to to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard for her to get the jobs that she deserves. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm very, very curious to see what happens next week, so let's talk predictions. Maybe. No? No, I guess not. Well. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, I, let's let's talk predictions. There's The sound isn't there, but we can still talk about them even without the sound.
3: Oh, can we? Can Blah, we do that? predictions. Exactly. Yeah. So
4: <laughs> next <laughs> week. Predictions. Sorry, there's just a slight issue. I can play it in a few seconds if you that's, want, or you can just you know, okay. power through. It. That's all right. It. She already did. It. And now you're after predictions. TV
2: predictions. predictions. So here's the thing, right? What do we see next week? We see that Cameron makes a breakthrough on this BIOS mm-hmm. and then ultimately loses it. Yeah. There's yeah. a power. There, there's a power surge and the computer shorts out. She has no backup and she'll have to do it all from scratch.
4: See, oh crap! We see her on the roof really upset with the orange soda
2: yeah with yet another orange soda um we see gordon bringing donna into the office to help work on the computer i don't know if she gets hired which would be great yeah, yeah. um you know but uh obviously he can't hide that he's kind of taking her ideas forever especially since he's mixing mixing those two worlds mm-hmm. well how are we feeling what are we thinking
3: um, I think she's going to start working there. Great. I think that's going to be amazing. I think it would be wonderful, um, for her and Cameron to both be there. Mm-hmm. Cause drama, um, and I, um, I think eventually Joe, who it seems in the, in the, promo was hesitant will come around and be like, wow, we should have just hired Donna to begin
2: with. Well, I, I think he'll Joe be more hesitant. Joe was like, your wife can't work here. I right. Or can't be here. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I feel like it's going to be more pissed off that like, so you didn't build that computer your wife did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why was I even bothering with you? You're useless. Screw you.
3: Yeah, that sounds like, that sounds just like him. Yeah, sounds like
2: mm-hmm. And then he'll job. grab him by the throat and they'll make passionate love. Uh, I, think I, love a, it.
5: I think that's a one time deal. I, think, I uh, disagree. And then
2: he'll <laughs> grab the dead bird and he'll make <laughs> passionate love
4: to that too.
2: Um, <laughs> but he has to grab grabbing, it by
5: the throat. Like a <laughs> yeah. lot of
2: things making love to a lot. Of things. Yeah. yeah. Just Joe. Making yeah.
3: love with everything.
2: Um. Okay. So, any any other thoughts before we wrap up? All right. I want, I want to I want to thank you all for downloading, watching, listening, streaming to this episode. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, Yell Teagle, where can the people find you?
3: The people can find me online at Yael.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And you can find info about the styling from Sirens Boudoir at Yael.tv. And on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at Yael Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L.
2: All right. And Isaac Johnson. Twitter at Isaac Johnson,
5: Instagram, the Isaac Johnson. And please check out my album on iTunes called All the Things We
2: Are. Alright, and Jesse Klein. Oh uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram at JessKlein1. Okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. And uh in terms of Afterbuzz, I got Defiance starting up season two this Thursday. Got Orphan Black wrapping up next week, uh, as well as playing house tonight. We got Marin uh, with Jesse Klein.